Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. I'm Dr. Christy, your host. Join us for conversations about alternative and sometimes controversial healthcare topics. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to advocate for your health, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. Hey everybody, it's been a little while since we've had an episode, but we're back in 2023 with our very first podcast of the year. So if you haven't listened in before, welcome to the Weird Works podcast. This is Mandy Schwartz. And we're super excited to have her. So Mandy's from here, Jacksonville, Florida, where we're recording from and where our office is from. Um, And her husband is Chad, who's waiting outside over here with us, but he's off camera. And they have three amazing kids. They have Parker, Sam, and Ashlyn. And she loves her local church alongside her husband and enjoys being a mom and watching her kids thrive in their God-given talents and living life to the fullest. She graduated with a vocal performance degree and has been in full-time ministry for 20 years. So that's the same amount of time that we've been in practice, so our timelines are kind of neat. I know. In her spare time, Mandy mentors and trains up young children, youth, and adults who share her love for praise and worship, and she has a passion for writing, hence the podcast and her book that we're going to talk about, and also helping others experience a personal relationship with Jesus. So that's kind of why we're having her on the podcast today, because she's going to share her testimony, but we know at Health by Design that sickness is never the end game. It's something that you go through, right? And she's going to talk about going through it and coming out on the other side. And we know that with God on our side, that we can walk through those dark places in life, but we're not stuck in them, or at least we don't have to be. And so we're really just hoping that people who also are living through pain or painful experiences, something to do with chronic illness or their health, you know, a lot of people in our practice and our listeners were kind of given a death sentence or told they had something that's incurable or they just have to live with it. And you know me, I'm always mm-hmm. like refute that on their behalf because <laughs> I'm stubborn yeah. and because we've witnessed the miraculous yes. design of the body and what's capable. And that's what we hope to share with you and convey to you today. So without further ado, welcome. Thank you. Mandy Schwartz. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Good. Okay. So right in the beginning of the book, you kind of tell us, you know, you were diagnosed with MS, was mm-hmm. it 17 years ago? So 2005. Okay, so, yeah, I know it's trying to run math. 18 years ago. Okay, yeah, we're 23 now. That makes <laughs> right, sense. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. Yes. I had another so 18 year. years, yeah. So 18, before 18. we get into that, I think it would be neat to kind of tell the viewers, like, what was life like before that? You know, like, yeah. did you take health for granted? You know, like, or were you used to being seen as a patient you know like yeah so I was not 
really, I was health conscious Mm -hmm. before my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I obviously was like, I need to eat right. I need to take care of myself. But I also was right out of college, you know, eating Mm -hmm. Taco Bell at night and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things and and enjoying all the things, (laughs) like just knowing that I could eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, because I was young, newly married, you know, we were newly married too. So like making casserole dishes and Mm -hmm. doing all the fun things. So I didn't really think about it outside of just okay, I just need to take care of myself. Like, we, I need to exercise. I need to probably not eat, you know, a ton of sugar. You know, just simple things. Right. Like, all the things we kind of know, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I would say that I didn't really know what I was getting into when I hit this wall, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, life before MS was very... I didn't feel great. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know... Because it was just my lifestyle. Yeah. But I, I didn't... I didn't feel like I did after the diagnosis, obviously. Um, I was not used to being a patient, no. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not used to having to live at doctor's offices, which Mm -hmm. I did do for the better part of eight to nine years of the MS journey, Mm -hmm. Um, in and out of every doctor you could think of and all of that. Because when I was diagnosed, it was very bad. So they told me I wasn't supposed to be walking, um, all of those things. So my body had already taken a major hit by the time they figured out what was going on. So, but God knew what he was doing cause I was still walking. And so that's where the story kind of began. Okay. Well just, and I want to preface this because it's called 31 days of perspective in the midst of pain. So that's what our title looks like. I left my book out there cause I that's saw good. you brought yours in. That's good. But I wanted to know what made you decide to write this book? So, First reason is sheer obedience. Mm-hmm. The Lord told me to. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, if I've learned anything in my walk with the Lord is to just say yes. No matter what uh-huh. he says, just say yes and just do it. So that's one of the reasons I did mm-hmm. it. The second reason was because I, I feel like you shouldn't go through any kind of pain without having purpose. And I know I have a big heart for people, not just in this area, but in every area, I like to help people get God's perspective on their life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm mentoring young women, when I'm you know training little singers and mm-hmm. big singers and all the things, I love bringing God's perspective to things because I do believe if we can see things God's way, then we can live life to the fullest, and we don't have to we don't have to struggle in a way that a lot of people do when they don't have God's yeah. eyes on their situation. So in the midst of my pain, the only thing that has helped me to overcome and to be where I am today is because I got God's perspective on it and mm-hmm. I don't want to see that wasted. Right. And so I took those and the Lord helped me obviously that because I'm not this smart, like God did this. And so he poured out of me what he wanted people to see and to hear. And that's the whole reason I said yes to doing that. Yeah. I love so. it though, because it is so hard to gain perspective when you're in the middle of it. Yes. And so it's almost like reads like a manual, but I wanted to preface that it's not just necessarily for people that are in pain. Like when I'm reading it, I'm thinking about, you know, other people's stories and things they're struggling with. So it could just say in the midst of struggle, it could say in the midst of fatigue or mm-hmm. exhaustion, it could say in the midst of depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of replace that word pain really yes. with anything, Definitely. right? Definitely, yes. Yeah, I agree. So kind of tell us your story. We I burst the bubble and told them the MS. Yeah, no, that's okay. In 2005, <laughs> I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and um, 
the doctor that I was with at the time, I had like a four inch lesion in my neck mm-hmm. and I had like 27 <clears throat> lesions all over my brain. Yeah. And they were looking at me already mm-hmm. like, we don't know what's going on, but you shouldn't be functioning right now, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't feel great, but I wasn't like not functioning, you know, my, my whole body was numb, like started in my pinky. And by the time they diagnosed me with MS, my entire body had lost like half of its sensation. Um, so a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of um, fear-driven anxiety moments, mm-hmm. you know, throughout those months of them trying to figure out what was going on and all that. Um, so that I was diagnosed with. And then as we progressed, I just started working with different doctors and such mm-hmm. and, and started on this whole journey of yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And now, obviously, she walked into my studio. <laughs> I walked into her studio after I tried everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I just said, mean today you walked in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's true. That's true. Yes, I did do that, too. <laughs> so I'm still walking. There yeah. you go. So, yeah. yes. But I will say, after working with a uh, my first doctor that I worked with, not the neurologist that treated me, because yeah. I didn't... It, that was a very hard mm-hmm. situation. Um, I actually... Every time I left their offices, I would be in tears. They they were not my source of hope or my help for sure. Right. But I um, God led me to a, a nutritional oncologist to start mm-hmm. with, and I started working with him. And he is in Texas, and he's amazing. And he started doing holistic things with me to start with. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where my first holistic like get off gluten, stop yeah. sugar, you know, all these things. And like, like your he eyes kind of yeah, opened. my eyes were open. That was cool. my first eye opening, whatever. And he, within a year, with everything that he was doing with me, the lesion in my neck had shrunk to half, and all the lesions on my brain disappeared, which is uncalled for. Like, my doctors looked at that, and they were like, we don't know what's happening, but this is not supposed to be happening. Uh Like, lesions don't shrink. Like, this is weird. They don't see it with the normal realm of what they do. Yeah, so that was my first eye-opening, like, yeah. Here's holistic stuff. Like this is something that can actually help. You don't have to just take medications. Amen. You know, I love that. Yeah. Well, and that is kind of. I'm not trying to medical bash or make fun of, but yeah. a lot of times, like patients and other people's stories and testimonies, is that they'll go back after doing something unconventional, maybe alongside of it. And we can kind of talk about you know the yes. time and place yeah. for both, yeah. and then also where there's a shortcoming for both, and you need something above yes. mind body medicine. Definitely. But um. The doctors kind of just look at them like mystified, like you just described, mm. and then kind of say like, well, we don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Right. And we're like, well, don't maybe stop. like take an interest <laughs> in it so that you could right. go forward and help other people and right. suggest these things. Right, right. That's amazing. Yeah. And we'll talk more about <clears throat> kind of the journey between conventional and traditional. But in your story, you kind of talked about like, you know, you just mentioned like fear, anxiety, but you have an amazing testimonial within a testimonial of healing your physical body from going from like feeling those emotions, which comes with any chronic diagnosis, mm-hmm. from feeling completely out of control to finding peace. Yes. So do you want to talk, like how yes. do you do that? So you do that 100% by getting God's perspective mm-hmm. on your situation. Um, there's no way you can find peace like true peace you can say oh I'm fine you know like I've said a million mm-hmm. times when I have a t-shirt that's made that says I'm fine because yeah. everyone always says that I'm fine I'm good you know yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine right mm-hmm. I got um, this kind of yeah thing. I got this like everything's gonna be fine especially mm-hmm. if you're like 
if you're like me, I'm, I'm a very competitive person, so I'm very competitive even with myself. Like, yeah, I'm like, too. I'm going to beat this, and if the doctor tells me I'm not going to go skiing, I'm going to go skiing. Like, don't right. tell me I can't do something. I'm going to do this. Like, right. you tell me I can't walk, I'm going to walk. Like, there's no way. I'm, I'm just, I'm naturally built that way, but then you add the Holy Spirit to that, and you add God mm-hmm. in, in His perspective to that, and you can't mm-hmm. stop me. And I feel like that's where our peace comes from. We can't have peace the real true peace unless we can see things God's way and that is the reason for this book and the the principles behind this is learning how to Mm -hmm. see these specific things that we walk through when we are going through emotional physical spiritual pain whatever it is we have to be able to see things God's way and that is his way right he wants Mm -hmm. us to see things his way so that we become more and more like him and as we become more and more like him then we see our problems just disappear in yeah. a new way, and and you don't even realize they've stopped because you're like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't even know that was possible, you know. Yeah. But getting God's eyes on it, those things that are so huge mm-hmm. become so little. We don't even see them anymore. All we see is what God needs us to see. It's true. Like that's when you know when you find peace in the midst of complete chaos when it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's what I've witnessed. Is that. Like, you know it's God, because it just doesn't make any, it's like, It's the peace sense. that passes all understanding, and that's mm-hmm. what the Bible talks about, mm-hmm. and you're, and it really is. Like, there are moments where there is total chaos around me with my three mm-hmm. kids, and our schedule right now, insane, just right. off the charts, you know? Every single day, every single night, we have something going on, and I walk in perfect peace, because... I have the Holy Spirit leading me and guiding me, and I know and I see God's perspective on my life, and He said to say yes to all those things. Mm-hmm. So right. He provides the peace in that, and He goes, Manny, I'm going to supply everything you need. You're going to have peace that passes all understanding. While everything's going crazy around you, you're not going to be crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I can do this then. You said yes. I say yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you, But in order to get to that point, like you talked about the need to like – get quiet to slow down and like the conditioning of your mind and like I can see like you think about somebody who doesn't have that peace or understanding yet and just you can kind of imagine what they're going through like the chaos and the wonder and the fear and the feeling out of control and like most people don't think to seek out quiet Mm -mm. but that's so important right it is so important and quiet is so important because you can't hear the voice of God unless you're quiet Mm -hmm. and the Bible talks about the Lord's voice being still and quiet right Mm -hmm. and he he speaks in those quiet spaces Mm -hmm. and that's what I found I mean not that he can't shout over the noise he can and he will yeah but I don't think he wants to. I think he wants us to be so focused and everything else to be out of focus so Mm -hmm. that we can hear him and only him. And the only way to do that is really to separate yourself Mm -hmm. from whatever's going on in your world, whatever chaos you're feeling physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, whatever, checking out from that and being intentional Mm -hmm. about being quiet with him and just sitting there. And it sounds silly, but really just literally locking yourself away and listening for the voice of God mm-hmm. and just get whatever that means for you, putting on worship music, opening your Bible, mm-hmm. um, however you feel like the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, but there's nothing wrong with just sitting in a room and closing your eyes mm-hmm. and saying, God, I need you right now and I need you to talk to, talk to me and he will meet you every time. Yeah. It's, you have to create an intentional space That's for right. that to happen. That's right. And sometimes that means like advocating for yourself because in medicine, they kind of want to fast track everything, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I, I hear stories all the time, like people very quickly 
will lose their autonomy yes. because it's like fast check, there's a diagnosis, okay, we're, they schedule your whole life out and you're going for tests and you're going to go to this center and you're going to see this person and that person and boom, 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 like it's all laid out for you. Well, and right? because you're so sick, you feel like you have to say yes to everything mm-hmm. you're saying yeah. because you feel like that's the only option, especially when you feel terrible and you're right. looking for anything to help you not right. feel terrible. Right. You're like, well, of course, if they say I'm supposed to get on this medicine, yes, I'm mm-hmm. going to stay on this medicine like, right. or I'm going to get on it. And you don't think because your body is mm-hmm. is hurting or you're, let me just speak to this, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. anxiety, medicine, medicines, um, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things, they're offering you these drugs and they're going, this is your solution. And you're not stopping long enough to go, Holy Spirit, is this my solution? Mm-hmm. Am I okay long? Can I wait another night or two? And ask you, Lord, to show me yeah. if this is okay or not okay. Yeah. That is where my husband and I, we got tangled up in those first few years of, yeah. you know, they're handing me injections. I injected myself with needles for the first eight years of my life with cancer drugs or of this diagnosis with right. cancer drugs. And they messed me up. I mean, they brought me to a whole different scenario of things that I'm having to recover from now. Mm-hmm. And it's because we were fearful. We were operating out of fear mm-hmm. and not faith. And we were operating out of anxiety and not peace Mm -hmm. because we didn't stop long enough to go, God, is this what you want? We just, we were listening to the doctors as if they were the voice of God and that was not okay. Yeah. And that's a big, um, like you describe that, like it's okay to use medicine and seek counsel of doctors and God calls us to take action, like not just sit back and be passive, but you talk about putting your faith in not not the doctors and not the medicine, yes. but not putting your faith in the wrong thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, that that is important to understand the difference between mm-hmm. that. You, as a, faith, as a, as a Christian or mm-hmm. as a person of faith, if you are, um, then your first go-to shouldn't be a medical doctor right. or what they have to offer. Yes, find those things out, find those options out, Mm -hmm. do the things that are supposed to be done, but seek the Lord first and ask Him. He takes priority every time. I just, I really believe that if we don't put Him in Mm -hmm. first place, He can't tell us the right things to do for our bodies. He knows our bodies. He knows what's going on. He sees the bigger picture and He knows what to tell us to do. And I do Mm -hmm. believe there is a right time and a place for supplements, medications, things like that. And I believe God leads you into all truth. And if it's something that he wants you to do, he will reveal that to you. But I just think that you have to seek God's counsel first. I do believe that it has to be that order to be right. I love that. Well, and if you get quiet and you slow down the clock and you allow God to lead you, Sometimes when you find the right doctor, you get confirmation that you're in the right yes, place. For sure. That gives me chills. Like, I can't tell you how many times upstairs, that's where our clinic is, that people walk in and they get to the waiting room and they read the scripture and it says there is hope the body heals mm-hmm. right when we walk in. And they come and when they finally meet me, they say, like, they know they got confirmation that they're in the right place. Like, that just means all the world to me, right? Right. Because we put ourselves to the second place also. Like, you know, we called it health by design because we're like, that's his design. Right. That's what enables all of the tools and everything else that we have at our disposal that he created to work in the first place. But, like, it's his design. Right. And we're just tapping into that, too. Mm -hmm. Trying to heal it. Yeah. So... Then what role does medicine play for you? I know um, I just talked about, like, there's all throughout medicine, like, if it's chiropractic or even if it's, like, you know, I think 
most non-traditional medicine, they always talk about like the tri. Uh, there's some kind of triad of health. So we all know that it's more than just the physical body. Right. You know, like in chiropractic, it's thought, trauma, and toxin. Okay. That's the cause of yeah. like subluxation in the body. And then there's mind, body, spirit, medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe just talk about that. You talked a little bit about like medicine has its place, yeah. but obviously, like God is the ultimate physician for sure. So for me. My triad is God first, mm-hmm. and I every day, am in a, I put myself in a posture of surrender mm-hmm. to Him and whatever He is saying for that day. Mm-hmm. I still battle things, a lot of things physically, um, that I won't go into right now. But I have to. I am completely dependent on the Lord to live mm-hmm. every single day, mm-hmm. and Christy can attest to that because she knows some mm-hmm. of the things that I push through. But having to depend on the Lord, but I can't depend on Him unless I spend time with Him, unless I know Him. I can't trust Him unless I know Him. And so spending time with Him is a priority for me. And then outside of that, my next thing would be that I do maintain my health by working out. I do maintain my health by taking a regiment of, su- of supplements. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm only actually on a couple of medications that are kind of out-of-the-box type therapies for some of the issues that I have that we mm-hmm. have tried to get off of. But... My body doesn't seem to want to do that, so we have taken that as the the Lord saying, this is something I want you to stay on. Mm -hmm. So we do, and we believe God can still heal those things. But right now, to keep me functional and up and doing all the things that God has my hands on, those are a requirement for my life. So that would be my my top one is just prioritizing time with God. Mm -hmm. And then my second is prioritizing time to physically take care of my body. So whether that be working out, Mm -hmm. you know, going to a doctor that helps me balance Mm -hmm. my supplement regimen, all those things, keeping those things in line. My diet is huge. Um, I am very, very strict because mostly because I have to be, um, but, and because I want to be, because I know how it makes me feel. Um, but I'm very, very careful. I don't live to eat. I eat to live. And that's, been a huge part of my journey Mm -hmm. um very hard but totally worth it um and god's kind of helped me there because i've I've got a ton of intolerances to things so i don't have to make choices the choice isn't too hard because i'm just super for you (laughs) right it's kind of been made for me um but it's still a choice for me to have to go you know okay yes i'm going to say yes to these things and no to these things and i'm going to be better about this or better about Mm -hmm. that you know those kind of things. So those are, that's kind of my, that's kind of how I prioritize my life and how I run it down. Yeah. Well, that's completely in alignment. Something came about in the last couple of weeks. Like I kind of just had this revelation after talking with people and seeing, you know, interacting with people on social media and different groups. And like, I feel like there's this theme that like people have this weird preconceived notion, like they think they're weak if they have to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, people come in and, like, oh, yeah, I have to avoid these foods and take supplements and do saunas and, you know, find ways to detox and the workouts and the workouts are just strength. I've got to do flexibility and breathing exercises and all. And I'm like, well, actually, that's just what it takes to be healthy. Like, what if that doesn't mean you're weak? It just kind of, to me, means, like, most people aren't willing to do all the things that it right. takes, right. you know? Right. So I just wanted to say that if anybody thinks they're weak because they have to do all these things, like, 
I have to say, we are high maintenance. Like, our bodies are high maintenance. They need a lot of work. They really do, just to combat the amount of stress mm-hmm. and the chemicals and the things that are in our environment and yes. 5G. I mean, there's things that our ancestors and, you know, even generations ago didn't have to defeat their, you know, didn't have to right. defeat. Have to so, deal with those things. Yeah, so yeah. we need more care now to live in an environment that isn't necessarily compatible with right. optimal health true. in the first place. I just wanted to say that in case yeah. somebody's out there like, oh, I'm so weak that I have to do all this. I'm like, we all really have to do a lot, even without a chronic diagnosis. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's going off the script, but it just keeps coming up, and I'm like, I don't think that makes anybody weak. I think it makes them smart. I think, thank you. Yes, yeah. that's what I think. I, I, I agree okay. wholeheartedly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a lot of people that come in, Often, I mean, they came into my office, so that's alternative and natural holistic. Like, they came in looking for something different or getting an answer that they didn't get elsewhere. So let's just preface that people don't come to me looking for a script or a chronic diagnosis. They already want a different way or don't like the answers that they were given previously. But a lot of them are kind of feeling led, like that maybe they're supposed to go through whatever their health journey is. If it was, you know, recently a patient with breast cancer somebody with like dementia, the beginnings of dementia, people with, you know, pandas and food sensitivities and things that are considered incurable. Mm -hmm. But they kind of feel like they're being led to use it as a testimony. Maybe they're supposed to do something more holistic, like without drugs and Mm -hmm. surgery. Do you have any thoughts on like what to say to those people? Yeah, I, I just believe that, well, here's, here's the thing. I don't understand God's way as far as why he allows us to walk through sickness. I do know we live in a fallen world, but why did God even allow for our world to be fallen? Those are like, you know, yeah, you know, like too we'll big, find out one too day. big, right? We'll find out one day. We don't need to worry about that. But what I do know is because we do walk through sickness and we do walk through pain, whether it's emotional, like Chrissy said, um, mm-hmm. spiritual, physical, whatever kind of pain you're going through, um, we have to understand that God is going to take it. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So God takes whatever it is, and whatever the enemy means for bad, God turns it for good. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I've seen that in my own life. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to question that truth. That truth is alive in me. It's alive in me every single day, Mm -hmm. not just because of MS or any... But just living every day, the fact that I can do what I do every day is an absolute testament Mm -hmm. to the miraculous working goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that, yes, God is going to use your health struggle if you are surrendered to him Mm -hmm. in it, if you allow him to and you don't try to write the story yourself and you let him take it and you let him write the story that he wants to write. Because here's the thing. It looks differently to us than it does to him. Mm-hmm. And the story that we want to write for us is different from the story that he wants to write yeah. for us every time. Yeah. Every time. And we may not like it. So we have to be willing to go, God, whatever it looks like, I want you to use me. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But God will take care of you. And you just have to know that you're going to see his goodness because that's what he yeah. says. In, this, in the word, so. I love that. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You right. know, it, God never promises life would be easier without pain and suffering, so we just can buckle down. Yeah. <laughs> buckle down. Get ready for it kind of deal. Yeah. Well, and you say, you know, like, I kind of say this a lot, but I'm like, 
the stories that we hear every single day and the heartbreak that people come in with and like the journey they've been on before they even get to us and I'm just like thank God for our faith like we have all these things to journal about and be grateful for but I'm like just be grateful for your faith because like life's hard enough with faith imagine the walk without it right and so that's why we're chatting with you guys about our faith and beliefs because we just know that you could go through really difficult things that are not capable in our human form but with god are are yeah capable yeah okay so in your book you have this nice acronym we love acronyms i love acronyms and bullet points and checklists that's why i can't write a book because it would be like a list all of those things right it would right, just right. be like i had to be you... careful not to yeah. do that i was like i'll just that just that one section that's no. give me that you did a really good job i love her book by the way and you guys will put the link to it of course in the yeah. show notes but like she really does a good job, like, kind of writing her memoir and interweaving her story. But then, like, God's perspective, you take us all throughout the Bible. It's not just the scriptures that everybody already has memorized, you know? Yeah. Like, you really lead the reader all over, which is awesome. And then it's like a workbook and a guide. So you can have some reflection points and scriptures to read and ways to journal. Yeah, and to add to that, you don't even have to. I think it can still reach you and get you to a better place even if you just read the actual devotional part if you don't have time to do the scriptures and the journaling part and maybe you go back and you do that in a different season of your life but if you really are in a place where gosh all I can do is just pick up my head right now yeah you know or all I can do is have someone read this to me Mm -hmm. um you know just because I'm that sick I mean I've had seasons like that where I'm like are you kidding me I can't sit in here and read a book and Mm -hmm. do a devotional like forget that like that's that's yeah it seems like yeah too much work yeah so just knowing that it's there but also um I do have a YouTube channel as well Mm -hmm. where you can go and listen and so that also is helpful and it's something where you don't have to put pen to paper and feel like it's work so yeah I like that I was, I am going back and doing it. She gave me that point just because I wanted to read the whole thing before our interview today, but I want to do the work, so I am going to go back and do it, but it's really well written, and I enjoyed it a lot, but it was very thought-provoking and very helpful and, like, immediately useful. Every chapter is, like, something immediately useful, and I think you'll learn a lot about yourself and why you think the things you think, you know? For sure. So I think it's good. Okay, so her acronym is PROCESS, and we don't necessarily have to do all of this, but there was just, like, really good bullets. Of course, I like the bullets. (laughs) I took your acronym and condensed them into bullets. I love it. I I think it's great. I was like, yes, if I ever need this, it's done. You can have it? (laughs) I can have it. So the first letter P process is perseverance and I just thought it was cool like you talked about like you really do have to condition your mind like an athlete conditions their body so like it's not easy to find peace and quiet in the midst of chaos and all but you've spent a lifetime luckily you're you had faith before your diagnosis thankfully yeah thankfully yes but it's not too late right no not too late at all I think that it's never too late to be able to to figure out how to persevere. You have to learn how to mm-hmm. get up and push through mm-hmm. and no matter what that looks like. And and the thing that I do remember writing in my book and is that God never called us to like sprint through this yeah. race of life. Yeah. He didn't call us to do that. He doesn't say that in the Bible, you know, he doesn't say sprint through this race and finish, you know, finish strong and blah blah blah. He says just run the race. Yeah. And so he doesn't ever say how fast 
or how slow. And so I, I do believe we have to go, okay, Lord, what does the race look like for me? If I, if it's a jog for me, if it's a fast walk for me, if it's a slow paced walk for me, that is running my race. And I have to figure out what that pace is in order to persevere and stay healthy. And you have to really know, okay, well, what are my limitations? Mm -hmm. What, what can I do? What, you know, can't I do? And all of those things. And that will help you persevere because you won't feel like you're trying to do or be someone you're not. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's yeah. a, like, you know, I can't, I'll never run. Well, I don't want to say never. I probably won't. I'm not going to run because I don't want to. So I don't you want to. Have to I either. know, right? <laughs> um, I love to run, but I haven't done pavement running in a very long time because of nerve damage in my body and yeah. a plethora of other things going on. But getting on my elliptical is my, mm-hmm. my zone. Like I love it and right. I think it's great and that's what I can do, right? Yeah. To persevere. So it's learning where those, those boundary lines are for you and knowing how you can persevere and not wear yourself out. Yeah. And the only way you can find the strength to do that is by spending time with the Lord. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you talked about that later and you kind of just hit on it, but focusing on what you can do instead of what you can't do, it's really easy to get all caught up in your head about like maybe you could have done things before and now you have to oh, prioritize or find things. But to just have shift that mindset of what you can still do is such a great like like just a exercise to go through. Yes, I think that. Well, what really got my husband and I to that place was when we had my daughter, mm-hmm. um, and I was really, really after my pregnancies are really, really hard, and mm-hmm. so it just hard, hard as in like not being able to walk to the bathroom by myself, like mm-hmm. physically extremely debilitating, mm-hmm. and um, and I just at one point after my daughter, my husband and I were really going through a rough time as far as like just figuring things out, trying to balance our two boys already, my health on top of having a baby, a new baby and all this, a baby that was a surprise for us and <laughs> just all those things. And um, we just really got to the point, I finally just, I just felt the Holy Spirit drop in me. I mean, this is when I could barely move, like sitting on the corner of the couch, barely could yeah. move. And I was just like, God, this can't be it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this cannot be it. And the Lord said, Mandy, I want you to start focusing on what you can do, not what on you can't do. And he said, I want you to write those things down. Mm-hmm. And I did. And you know what? The list of cans was super short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the list of cans was super, right. super long. And it was really depressing. But God changed that around. And I can tell you now, like the list of cans, they look so tiny. Mm-hmm compared to the list of the list of cans and it's because I just very slowly went all right Lord what can we do my husband would say okay what can we do Mm -hmm. I can put you in the car we can go to the mountains for Christmas let's do it Mm -hmm. okay what can we do while we're here we might not be able to hike that mountain this time but you know what we can do we can go for a walk around our cabin you know just things like that Mandy what can you do you can't go for a run you can't go for a bike ride but what can you do I can probably make it halfway down Mm -hmm. the sidewalk and then I can walk back home. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Yeah. You know, and so God had me focusing on all of those things that I can do and what he was doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing through that is he was, going back to the perseverance thing, he was teaching me to persevere and to be patient. Yeah. And just to keep pushing through, no matter what I saw, no matter what I felt, he knew, God knew, he saw the bigger picture. Yeah. He didn't see me staying there. I couldn't see past that, but he didn't see that. And so I had to trust his process in me to be able to get to that place. 
So. You talked about that in an MRI story about yes. like being in the tube for two hours and like you're like this tube isn't my destiny. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's it was a right. cute story, but it was true. You're like, I know this isn't my destiny, so right. I can tell my mind like I can get through I it. I was like, this. oh my gosh, you should be a coach for people that have anxiety for like medical <laughs> testing. <laughs> totally. People really freak it's out. It's so about hard. That. It is so hard. I get it. Uh-huh. I get it. So. Are you tired of going from diet to diet to come up short and feel worse than you did when you started? Or are you just lost with all the mixed messaging out there today and not sure what's best for you and your lifestyle? Maybe you were told that you had to live with your symptoms and accept feeling less than your typical vibrant self. Well, I'm here to tell you the truth. As a practicing doctor of chiropractic, kinesiology, and clinical nutrition, I see people all the time that are just like you frustrated and starting to lose hope. But I do want you to know that you do not have to give up on the you that you know you could be. There is a way to truly achieve optimal health and also to live your life. I want to share with you how by doing some small doable adjustments and taking on a new approach to enjoyable and non-restrictive eating, we can help you start feeling better and begin to see changes in your waistline and start releasing weight in as little as 14 days. So then restore, restoration, you were talking about how like sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better and even after you get quiet and you said, you know, like you don't always necessarily like the answer God gives you, but you talked about like how it requires demolition. Mm. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so God is constantly demolishing something inside of me <laughs> it just seemed to ever end um I think that's just a part of being submitted to the Holy Spirit like yeah. he's just constantly revealing things to you and constantly telling you how to be more like him because mm-hmm. I'm human and I'm never ever going to really fully be like him I mean I can I'm only striving to be that way and trying working mm-hmm. towards that every day so mm-hmm. there's always something that the Lord is trying to demolish in me and um I would just say that when you're sick and in your pain um there's a lot of filthy things that come with that. You just, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of um, distrust and you lose, you have a lack of faith. Mm -hmm. You're fearful and the anxiety and all those things. But I would just say that God, you have to be willing to allow the Lord to come in and clean that space out. Mm -hmm. And it's very painful. It doesn't feel good. I mean, if a house could speak and it was being Mm -hmm. hammered and sawed Mm -hmm. apart and paper stripped off of it and all those things it probably would be saying ouch I mean it just you know mm-hmm. it would it wouldn't it wouldn't agree with the process so much right. <laughs> it would be really hard right. um, it would probably fight a little bit if it could right <laughs> and yeah. yeah exactly so it's going to feel that way and it's going to feel painful but the pain is worth the beauty after and you think mm-hmm. about a beautiful you think about a house that's been demoed and then it's being rebuilt or refurbished and mm-hmm. if you've ever done that to a space of your own mm-hmm. you look at that and you're so proud of it Right, and you're just like, I did, you know, which in this case, we didn't really do it, God does it. But you can look at that and go, I surrendered to that. Mm -hmm. That idea, like that idea of reconstruction, Mm -hmm. and this idea that's alive now and it's beautiful. And now I'm so happy that I went through that demolition process because now it looks like this. Yeah, and that's what I think we, I think that we should be able to look at ourselves outside of that and go, okay. I'm allowing this demolition to happen because I know mm-hmm. God's going to produce something beautiful mm-hmm. in its place. Okay. He's going to He's going to do something, and I'm going to love the way 
my insides look after mm-hmm. this. Yeah. I'm going to love the way my heart is, the condition yeah. of my heart is after this because he's going to do a great job demolishing everything that needs to be demolished and rebuilding, you know, and making yeah. it clean and pretty. Well, and I like you used, like, the analogy of, like, there was the part of you, like, you know, like, you said, like, you can become very toxic. Yes. And toxic to yourself and toxic in your thinking and toxic to the people around you in the midst of all this. So it's, like, a detox, but maybe not the detox that we talk about in Mm -hmm. our clinic, Mm -hmm. like, in our health programs. But, you know, you always have to get the bad stuff out to make room for the good. Absolutely. You can't just keep putting good stuff in on top of the toxicity and the mayhem and the chaos. Right. It's not going to be as effective. What does the Bible say? Out of the heart mm-hmm. it flows. So whatever's really deep-rooted mm-hmm. in the heart, and, and just like what Chrissy's mm-hmm. saying about the physical body, it's just like mm-hmm. that. If there's toxins that you're building on top of, what's going to mm-hmm. come out is the toxins, not the mm-hmm. good things on top. That's just not everything's going to... It's yeah. going to, you know, null and void. Yeah. And so it, that is the same. And that's that's what I was finding is that I would isolate myself because I knew that I was toxic to people. And I knew because of the fact that I wasn't clean and I needed a lot of demolition in there, um, I couldn't be who I needed to be for people. So I would isolate myself, which is totally the enemy's scheme. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to isolate ourselves. And so therefore we don't go through the process of demolition demolition to right. clean us out and get us better so we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this never-ending, spiraling thing, and you just have to know that, that you have to be aware that that is what the enemy wants. He wants you to stay isolated and be toxic to people so that you don't obviously build God's kingdom and you're not walking with the Lord and you're not doing all those things and you're not becoming more like mm-hmm. God. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then we kind of, this is so cool because it all flows, but it's her writing. (laughs) That's why it all flows. But then, you know, you talk about like having a godly view versus a worldly view. And that's really what you're, you know, talking about, you know, like when you don't, even when you don't feel well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do that. It's super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an intentional choice. I could intentionally just shut it off and go god i don't care mm-hmm. don't care who you are don't care what you're like mm-hmm. and be absolutely even more miserable than i already am or i can choose to trust what god is saying and i can choose to hear his voice over every other voice and that is something that i pray daily and i ask mm-hmm. the lord I, I specifically pray lord please let your voice be the loudest voice in my life today mm-hmm. And he answers that prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I can hear his voice and I understand who he is, then I don't necessarily focus on what the world is saying to me. And Christy will tell you in our appointments together, when she's giving me her thoughts and what you know she feels I need to do physically and all that, her and I will talk about that. And I will say, you know, hey, is it okay if I think about this? Or is it okay if I whatever and pray about this or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, a, it's a constant... Um, it's a constant state of surrender mm-hmm. and a constant state of just a posture of not not this so much, mm-hmm. but this, you know, just mm-hmm. what do you want, God? Like, what are you saying and how can I be more like you and have your view as opposed to the world's view on all these things? So, How do you check yourself? Because even if you're doing that and you're purposeful, mm-hmm. 
we can always do a better job. Like, how do you check yourself when suddenly you realize, like, you're writing the script again or you're going back into your worldly thinking, mm-hmm. like, and you're like, okay, time to call back on God and check in, you know, because it is easy to flip-flop, right? Like, yes. even when you're thinking you're doing a good job and trying to create space. Here's my, here's my, um, my grit, my, um, uh, filter. My yeah. filter is, yeah. am I making this decision? Mm-hmm. Am I fearful right now? Mm-hmm. Or am I full of faith? I love it. Am I writing this script because something happened? Mm-hmm. Or am I getting this worldly view? Am I listening to this worldly view mm-hmm. because I all of a sudden something happened in my body or my mind and something spurred on a seed of fear yeah. or anxiety in me to push me to do that? Or did the Holy Spirit himself say, it's time for you to do that? Yeah. That's so a great faith check. over fear, fear over faith. Like, it's yeah. which one is it? I you love know, it. And I think that's Because you guys right. all can probably know what fear feels like. You can sit here and think about something that you recently, probably this week, felt fearful of. And then where does that reside in your body? Mm-hmm. You know, is it tension? Mm-hmm. Is it like butterflies? Is it tightness in your gut? You and know? what did it make you do? What yeah. decision did it force you to make? Uh-huh. Or, you know, yeah. or what action did you take because of that? Right. You know, why mm-hmm. did you do that? Was mm-hmm. it fear-based or was it faith-based? Are we being that's my quiet every and time. still and listening? Yes. Yeah. That's my check. I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome because that's just a quick point. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but everybody can say that whether they are, you know, wherever they are in their walk with God right yeah. now listening, everybody can say that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then I love this. You said God is our qualified examiner. I put the note next to that that, like, we don't have to prove anything to anyone else. And so that's a conversation that we have in the clinic all the time. A lot of times, like, one family member or spouse will come in wanting all the natural medicine and holistic and, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to listen to God. And they felt like they were led to do something more natural-minded. But then... Somebody else in their world is like, you're crazy. You have a death. You have a death wish. Like you can't do that. You right, know, we're pushing right. them to make these other more traditional. And so, can you comment on that? Yeah, um, I think that um, here again, you he God is our only qualified mm-hmm. examiner. If you are a person of faith and you are walking with the Lord. He takes top priority, and he is the one that gets to put the magnifying glass on your body Mm -hmm. and go, this is what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. Again, it might not be anywhere close to what you think. It might be the scariest thing you've ever heard. Uh It might be the most craziest, what? What what are you saying to me? Like, I remember when I, I, in 2012, I got super sick. My adrenals crashed seven times, and the doctors were like, we don't know what's going on. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said, it's the MS medications you've been on. They're destroying your body. I told my doctors that. Okay, scariest thing I've ever heard, because I was extremely dependent on a medication. That's just where my faith was at the moment. And I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me, going, Mandy, it's the MS medications. And I was like... Like I'm not, I'm not gonna. Yeah, people tell them are that. fearful to have right. this conversational. Right. Oh, I was very. And yeah. when I finally worked up the nerve to say it, I told them, and they were like, "Nah, that's not it." And I was like, yeah. "Okay." So I let it go, and then when you know it, six months later, they call me and say, "Mandy, it's you're right. It was the MS medications. Your blood work's proving that now. We need mm-hmm. you to get off of them, and there's really no other safe alternatives for you to get back on." And that was the day that the Lord showed me that he was my only qualified examiner 
and he knew what was going on even mm-hmm. when I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I got off those MS medications and I haven't been on one medication for MS since then. And we believe that was the day God healed me of MS. But mm-hmm. it was God's examination of me, not my own. Because I would never have chosen that. And I never would have right. acted on that and said that out of my own right. mental well, state. Well, you were, I mean, never. some of the things you were on were flat out addictive substances Absolutely. too. So yes. like it wasn't just like, a, oh yeah, I'm going right. to stop taking this easy peasy. Like in a, right. one day it's in my body and one day it's out. Some things were injected into your body. And so you can't just stop an injection and it's done. Like right. it's got to run its course mm-hmm. and get through your system mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's like so amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, yep. That's why I, I say, like, like, I guess I'm, I always say, like, you know, I'm Italian and I'm stubborn and God just made me that way. That's why he gave us the curly hair. Right. He knew that I we were, this was our too. first fight. So <laughs> he's like, only people with super strong, stubborn will can have the curly that's hair. Right. You right. see curly that's hair, you just be like, fight beware, right? Yes. Like, oh gosh, she already came through some things. <laughs> that's right. She, yeah. she She's a tough one. <laughs> she made it through her teen years with curly hair. She's got she some She is extra. qualified. Yeah. <laughs> but that to me I'm just like you don't have to prove anything to anyone you don't answer to anyone nobody else is your judge you only answer to one person or one you know God that's right no matter what they say to you Mm -hmm. and that's that might be your that might be a part of your testimony is having to fight off the other voices Mm -hmm. and knowing that God's voice is the most important what he says is the most important no matter how crazy or weird it sounds Mm -hmm. always say yes to Jesus always because again, he sees the bigger picture mm-hmm. and he knows what he's doing. Whether you fully trust that or not yet, yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing and you just have to, you, sometimes you have to take someone's word for it. Yeah. Someone who's been there and someone who is there. I'm not over it yet. I'm still walking through it. I'm still having to say yes to God. Mm-hmm. Still having to say yes to what he says about my health, about my physical body, mm-hmm. about my mental health, my spiritual health, all those things. Mm-hmm. I still have to make a choice to say yes and let him yeah. be the ultimate decision maker you know well and the enemy will put fear he'll the enemy could show up even through loved ones you know and what oh, they yes. say because the enemy is also putting fear and doubt in the people around you so like you have to overcome what is on the inside of how the enemy is acting on you but you have to also understand that the enemy is also working on the people around you and that's why they're putting these fears and i will on tell you. you he'll work on the ones around you the most mm-hmm. your family and your friends because they're the ones who love you the most and want mm-hmm. you to do whatever it takes to help you right. so they are actually going to be the first First ones yeah. to operate out of fear mm-hmm. over faith. Yeah. Unless you really know who they are in the Lord, yeah. you have to be really careful. And you know, my husband and I, even at the beginning of my journey, mm-hmm. um, we we literally positioned ourselves and and cut off relationships yeah. with certain family members and friends that were not full of faith because mm-hmm. we couldn't handle those voices. Like yeah. we weren't strong enough. You had enough. to quiet that noise. Yeah, we yeah. weren't strong enough early on in our journey mm-hmm. to hear those things and not react. Mm-hmm. So we literally had to cut off and say, no, I'm sorry, we can't spend time with you. No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I can't you know, come to your house. No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we can't have dinner with you because we knew where it would lead mm-hmm. and we knew we weren't in a mm-hmm. place where we could you know, yeah. combat that yet spiritually and right. in our faith. And so yeah. you do, you have to be careful and you have to intentionally surround yourself mm-hmm. when you are walking through something, whether it be emotional, physical, mm-hmm. whatever kind of pain it is, you have to mm-hmm. surround yourself with the people that you know mm-hmm. are hearing the voice of God, who are faith over fear. Mm-hmm. And if you know that those people are not in there, you'll know by their lifestyle, you'll know mm-hmm. by the fruit of their lives. If you know that that's a thing, as hard as it is, I would encourage you to cut it off until you are at a place where you can say yes to the voice of God above every other voice. 
because that's it's really hard. Right, and yeah. they can witness your testimony Absolutely. from afar. Like maybe it doesn't mean you have to cut them off forever, right, like right. she's saying, but you're still like testifying to them through your walk. And when you are in a stronger po- place, that's right. you know that relationship is gonna look and feel different. Absolutely, and it's still yep. a witness to them. Yep. So then we talked about strength as the last S in process. Well, we kind of said this, like, we were never promised this this life, this life would be easy, right? <laughs> right. I think I've read, maybe it's just because these are the scriptures that I'm drawn to, but how many scriptures are there that talk about, like, you, you know, have through trouble. our trials, yes. we persevere oh, yes. Oh, yes. and all Definitely. this. You know, yep. and those were my, like, I think those are, that's kind of the tone of maybe the scriptures I'm going to focus on this year is, like, out of trial, you know, and mm-hmm. we're made strong in our weaknesses and all those things. But that's not easy for people to see at the beginning of mm-hmm. a crisis. It's not. It really isn't. I, you know, and that's, the, I did actually wrote a note that says, in this world, we will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible doesn't say we might or, mm-hmm. you know, it says we will. Mm-hmm. And so we will encounter things. We mm-hmm. will walk through things. Mm-hmm. Um, how how you respond is makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And that is why I believe you have to have God's perspective mm-hmm. on your life and on specific things. And if you can get God's perspective, then you will respond to those trials the right way. Mm-hmm. And you will overcome them the right way. Mm-hmm. And it sounds easy. I know it's not because I'm walking it myself mm-hmm. and have walked it. It's not easy. But it is an intentional choice, and it's mm-hmm. worth it. It's worth the hassle. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the intentional effort and the pain to come out on the other side of whatever it is you're going through and see what God has done and see what he's doing. I mean, just see the influence that he gives you around mm-hmm. you and, and what that does and, and understanding that your story is 99% not about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... It's like 99% about everybody else around you. Yeah. And that is something that I had to really learn because I was taking it super personal. I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? And he's like, I'm not doing this yeah. to you. I'm doing this for you and for others. Mm-hmm. And I'm working this out for you and mm-hmm. for others. And I'm using you for my glory. Yeah. And you're just going to have to trust me. And I'm like, that is not what I want to hear. <laughs> but thank you. Um, I love your real so Her realness is so through this book. I just love it. Just, you, I can, not that you know her and hear her and see her. Like You'll hear her narrating and you'll I see just, the realness. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. No, I just love it because it's not like all pristine and clean and like, you know. Well, like, sickness and trial is not. Uh-uh. It's not. It's not pretty. It's not clean. And it's not. That's that's the one thing I have heard a lot through my journey whenever mm-hmm. I've talked to people. They're like, you're just so real. And I'm like, I don't know how else to be. Yeah. It takes too but much energy to be It takes be too much energy else. to fake it. <laughs> it takes too much energy to fake being I well. Agree. I'm not well. It stinks. And I don't like it. Yeah. And going through pain and suffering is horrible. Right. And there's nothing great about this. Like right. it's there's nothing good about feeling what my body feels and having to fight through that and not being able to do this and not being able to do that. That's not great. Right. But what is great mm-hmm. is what God's doing with it and through it. And when mm-hmm. I realize that I'm His and that I'm here for Him and Him alone, which also is a very hard thing to understand and to grasp and to be okay <laughs> with. But once you surrender to that idea, then from there, God... God gives you grace for your pain and suffering. He helps you get through it. There are things that I'm doing, y'all, if you knew. Mm-hmm. There are things that I'm doing. Just the fact that I'm sitting here right now is an absolute mm-hmm. testament to God's grace, 
God's favor, God's goodness, his miraculous power in my life. So mm-hmm. you have to know that it's worth it and, and understand that God is worth it. Saying yes to mm-hmm. him is worth it, no matter how awful you think it is. Well, you said that. Like, she talks about her, like, stubborn nature. And, like, you were like, I want to see the victory. Like, I'm going to come out the other side just because, like, I don't want to call it quits because I want to see what he has for me. Right. I want to see the prize at the end of this race. (laughs) Like, I I am a little selfish in that. I'm like, I'd love to see the big old trophy that I'm going to get after all. Yeah. So you've got to persevere. Uh, Yeah, i got to make it through the race because I want to see the prize. I can't quit now. That's right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I said. Are you still the same person today, having walked through this, that you were before? Absolutely not. <laughs> I hope I not. I mean, I think I know that. I answer. hope not. Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, I can tell you, it's so funny how you think you're at a certain place with God, mm-hmm. and then something happens, yeah. and God takes you through a process, and you realize, oh my gosh, I wasn't anything yeah. anywhere near where I thought mm-hmm. I was. And so my relationship with the Lord, obviously, is completely different. Um my understanding of him is completely different. My love for him and my dedication to him is completely different. Um, the way I interact with others, completely different. I mean, everything about me. He, he took all of me. I feel like he took all of me. He rinsed and cleaned everything on the inside. He just worked, did a work from the inside out on me and made me a completely different person um, because I surrendered to that, mm-hmm. that process. Yeah. That idea of that. But yes, no, I am not not the same person. I might have the same dry sense of humor and the same Italian <laughs> stubbornness like we talked about. But no, I am not um, the same person. For sure. Well, and this is a trigger trigger statement, like the new normal. Like, oh. you know, after the pandemic, we are oh. in 2023 recording yes. this. <laughs> but that's kind of like you can rewrite the script right right it's the new normal oh it's the new normal and that I do talk about that that's one of the topics in the book is normal what Mm -hmm. what is normal really Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that was one of my biggest struggles and it was comparing myself to others and saying Mm -hmm. okay well I can't do this I can't do that so I'm not normal right and the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me and rip that apart and he Mm -hmm. said Mandy the new normal for you is striving and being like me, striving mm-hmm. to be like me, working to be like me. Right. Um, I feel like striving is a bad word because it's like work, but it is right. work to be like Jesus. It just yeah. is. And and sometimes we have to fight first, strive until it becomes more comfortable. But that is my new normal. Mm-hmm. It's just really just surrendering and being submissive to the fact that I have to be like him. Yeah. And if I'm like him, that is normal. Yeah. The world has told us that these things are normal. Be like this. Be like that. Be like this. Be like that. But if we're Christians, the Word of God is our mm-hmm. script, mm-hmm. and it is our normal. Mm-hmm. Who He is is our normal, and the world is constantly trying to pull us the other direction. And that's what's so hard is the comparison game, mm-hmm. and just you feel defeated all the time if you mm-hmm. view it that way because you'll never measure up. Yeah. Never. By the world's standards, you will never measure up. You will never be skinny enough. You will never be able to run fast mm-hmm. enough, have the biggest muscles, do mm-hmm. the most reps in the gym, yeah. um, sing the best, preach the best, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, mom the best, mm-hmm. dad the mm-hmm. best, whatever. Like you won't yeah. be able to do any of those things without feeling less than mm-hmm. um, by the world's standard. You'll never feel normal. Mm-hmm. But if you get your eyes on the perspective of God and his normal and what he says we're supposed to be like, which is like him, you'll you'll feel you you won't have to prove yourself like you said you'll just be like this is who i am yeah this is what god made me to be 
and I'm happy with that. It's such a more peaceful place. It too. is. If that's how you can cancel out all the noise and all the mixed messages and all the fear-based messages and all the things that are being canceled and how truth isn't even like allowed to be, yes. uh, you know, Same. on your normal channels yeah. and what you pay attention to anymore. That's how you get centered and grounded and that's be right. well in this world. You and you know? say, this is my normal. I don't care what they mm-hmm. say. The world mm-hmm. can say whatever they want to say. Yeah. That is not normal. Right. Americans spend $33 billion every single year on diets and weight loss products, and yet diets have a 95% failure rate. These statistics and my 18 plus years experience as a practicing doctor show me the real dangers of a cookie cutter approach to health and that truthfully, diets don't work. This is why I created the 9010 Lifestyle. For the people like you and me, busy and not willing to settle for less when it comes to our health and wellness. This program isn't just about feeling fantastic and or losing weight for good, it's a roadmap to upgrading your body and mind from the inside out while simultaneously suppressing the inflammation and suppressing the guilt that often comes with a high stress, high expectations, and high performance. The number one reason the 9010 lifestyle is so effective and easy to maintain is that it gives you back your willpower instead of forcing it. This is normal. God says this is normal. This is my normal. Right. And you just have to stick to that and, and not mm-hmm. let anything push you or yeah. tell you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, we talked a little bit about how you maintain your health now. Like it's mm. still an ongoing like journey. Mm. You still have to do a lot. Was there anything else that you wanted to comment on that about? Um, I would just say from a physical perspective, I'm being diligent, you know, just to mm-hmm. keep moving and um, physically getting with someone who understands you and will not only understand you, but will listen to you mm-hmm. and not push their agenda on you, Mm -hmm. um, but they will work with you and Mm -hmm. say, you live in your body, Mm -hmm. so you tell me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, I'm helping you, but I don't, I'm not your body, so getting with someone and praying and asking the Lord to show you the right physician, the right physical, tangible person, if you need that in your life, that will work with you and believe for you and believe Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. to get through the physical things, Mm -hmm. Um, and then emotionally and spiritually, I would say, to just create that intentional space with the Lord because that is the only way to keep your mind and your spirit healthy. Mm-hmm. If there, there's no there's no alternative way, sorry. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's that simple. Opening your Bible, spending time with the Lord, knowing Him is what is going to keep you mentally and emotionally stable. And, you know, people with anxiety. And mm-hmm. um, I could speak to that just a little bit just because when I was nine, I went through three years of major panic attacks. And my parents took me to doctors thinking there was something wrong, you know, all these things. And it was, and I knew it was completely fear driven, even as a little girl, because I would have thoughts and mm. all these things. And it would totally drive me a different direction. And I remember the only way that I came out of that was I had people praying for me. I had people um, warring for me. But I, as a nine year old girl, had to take the scriptures that my parents put in front of me and I had to read them. Mm. I had to believe them. I had to internalize them and go, I'm not going to be afraid. And, you know, very easily my parents could have put me on medications. They could have, you know, done all those things. But they knew that if I could just understand what God was saying about me, 
that that fear and that anxiety, it was debilitating. And this is why I say that, because a lot of people combat this idea. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, and there are a lot of things in the world right now, and I feel very strongly about this, so forgive me for ranting about this, but I feel very strongly about this, that there are a lot of things out there and agendas that are looking at you in the face saying, it is okay to get on anti-anxiety medications. It is okay to get on benzo drugs. It is okay. Do what you have to do to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Do what you have to do to be a better you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Those drugs cannot replace what God can do. Mm-hmm. And those drugs are not going to take your anxiety away. They're going to mask it. Not it. But they are not mm-hmm. going to take it away. And so God is the only true source mm-hmm. of joy and peace And what he can do in you is so much different than what a drug can do for you. And so I do believe in that sense that I look at that and I go, that is a worldly view. Yeah. This is a godly view. I'm very hardcore about that. So forgive me. I'm just very, I, because I've seen so many people that Mm -hmm. I love get addicted to anti-anxiety drugs and things and then have to come off of them. And guess what? They're the same person. Yeah, they still have to do the work. They still have to do the work. The drugs wrecked it. their drugs wrecked their body. Mm-hmm. The drug has done something horrible to their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I actually have a little bit of a story on that. I was put on a benzo drug, not for anti anxiety, for um, spasm seizures, things like that in my body. They did not tell me mm-hmm. what it would do to my body. It took mm-hmm. me almost five years to get off of it. I almost landed myself in rehab, like I was suicidal, like all the things, mm-hmm. and those are the kinds of things I've watched people walk through and then they come out on the other side of it and they're still walking through the same thing because why Mm -hmm. they put their hope in that and it didn't take the anxiety away because nobody can do that but Jesus nobody I don't care what therapist you see I don't care I don't care I don't care who it is Jesus like he is the only most powerful thing that can totally destroy and take away anxiety and fear in your life yeah so I'll stop soapbox over well it's important because the meds are so overly prescribed and given out like candy and so there's a there's a false stigma that they are safe because what is common isn't necessarily right and what is common isn't necessarily safe and so people need to be their own researcher and look into those and know before they put go on it and just take somebody's you know, professional opinion as gospel. That's, mm. I think, what you're saying. Yeah. We see that all the time. Like, and then they're trying to come off them. They end up in our clinic anyway to get to right. root cause and, and they've wasted all that health. time. I know. <laughs> I just feel like you're wasting time. Like, I know. And, 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 you know, that's what I'm saying. No matter how debilitating. I was there. It was debilitating. I couldn't do anything. And very easily, mm-hmm. we could have fled to that. But we didn't. The, yeah. we, we trusted the Lord. And that's the thing. It's just running after the right sources and not being afraid to do that. Yeah. You know? And I know that's scary. It is scary. Like, it was scary for me when they said, sure. get off the MS medications. Yeah. Stop it. Right. I'm like, what do you mean, stop it? I've been on this for eight years. This is what's keeping me walking. Well, it becomes like a crutch or a right, safety net. Right. But what I didn't realize is it wasn't that that was keeping me walking. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was God keeping me walking. Mm-hmm. He had already done the miracle. Mm-hmm. I just needed to see it and receive it and walk yeah. in it. And that was very hard. So I get it. So I'm not saying it's not hard, um, but it is necessary. Mm -hmm. If you want peace and you want freedom, Mm -hmm. it is necessary to take that route to do those things. Yeah. That kind of leads into the last question. I just see it a lot where people can't get well because... I just wish doctors... I hope there's doctors listening. You guys have to be careful of what words... And claims you speak over your patients and what titles and diagnoses mm-hmm. you give out because 
And then patients and people listening who have been given these words, think about it and what it's done to you and what it's done to your belief system. It becomes an identity. Mm, it does. And people call it mine, right? Mm-hmm. My anxiety, mm-hmm. my depression, my pain, my you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And that's really a dangerous place to be in. Yes. And it's super limiting and that in and of itself, I've seen so many times like interfere with somebody's ability to come out the other side and mm-hmm. get well. And so maybe you can just kind of extrapolate on what you were already saying. Like, how do they find their real identity? Yeah. So, well, we know that our real identity is mm-hmm. in the Lord, but I will say this, that um, one of the major things that my husband and I decided when I was first diagnosed mm-hmm. with multiple sclerosis mm-hmm. was we made a choice to never say that I had multiple mm-hmm. sclerosis. We always just said I was diagnosed with it. Right. And here's why. Because God doesn't label us as anything other than His. And mm-hmm. if we were made in His image, He is not sick. He is not mm-hmm. labeled. Mm-hmm. He does not have MS. He does not have cancer. Mm-hmm. He does not have anxiety. Mm-hmm. He does not have any of those things. Okay? Mm-hmm. He carries the weight of those things and he destroys them for us. But he does not have those things. He does not claim those things because he is God. And if I am made in his image and I am like him, then I do not have MS. I am, I, the doctors have said you, or you have di- you've been diagnosed with this, right. but I don't have to claim that for my right. life. And so that's where my identity comes from. My identity is what God's identity is, who he is, and he's mm-hmm. whole. He's healed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have nerve damage. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have vertigo. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. And so that is who I am. And that is my perspective. And that is what gets me out of the bed every day. I love it. You and can hear the conviction in her voice. Like she's not wavering. She's like, maybe. And you could think about <laughs> no, this. No, this is literally and, how I survive. Yeah, there's no like perhaps. Basis. There's <laughs> no. No, none of that. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, is how I, this is how I am able to function with my kids every day and yeah. how I'm able to do my job and mm-hmm. do the things that I, I love doing is because of that, that yeah. knowing yeah. and walking that way. And he wants joy for all of us. He does. He does. Have y'all ever heard the the acronym for joy? You know the acronym for joy? You would love this because you're an acronym person. Tell me. Oh my goodness. You've got to have this. It's Jesus first. Yeah. Others second. Yourself last. I like that. That's a t-shirt. It is a a t-shirt. It probably is a t-shirt. Send us shirts. (laughs) Yeah. Send us shirts. But no, it's true though. I love it. True joy comes from Jesus being Jesus first, putting others second, and putting yourself last. And that is the pattern of things. And Mm -hmm. God really will produce true joy in you. If you can get your focus off of you and all the pain you're going through, then you will, you will be able to see Jesus and others and you'll have purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll have purpose outside of your pain. That's the other thing. It's just, if you don't get God's perspective on your pain, Mm -hmm. then it's in vain. If you don't know Jesus, surrender your life to Jesus because if you don't, your pain has no purpose. Mm -hmm. Do you want to walk through what you're walking through and it have no purpose? purpose right think about it that's helpful if you want to be purposeful surrender to jesus he will make it purposeful he will do something with it but you can't do something with it there's no way you can't do anything in your own power and so if you don't know jesus i'd encourage you to surrender your life to him because he will turn it for good and he Mm -hmm. will give you a purpose and that's the thing i didn't want my pain to be purposeless i didn't Mm -hmm. want it to be in vain. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. God didn't want his... When he died on the cross, his pain was full of purpose. Oh, yeah. 
he saved the entire humanity, (laughs) you know, and and gave us eternal life through that. That's huge. We're not going to ever be able to give anybody eternal life, but we sure are going to be able to help people if we surrender our pain and we know that God's working it. So, Amen. Well, and what are next steps? So if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, I want to give this like non-worldly view a try. This sounds like I need this in my life right now. What are next steps for people? Well, I'd say that getting resources to help you. I mean, number one, my number one resource, and this is just going to sound super simple, but it's my Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just learning your Bible and getting with someone, maybe getting with someone you know one-on-one that can help you walk through the scriptures. Also, another really good tool is finding, um, there's, there's, you can Google this, but mm-hmm. if you Google healing scripture cards, mm-hmm. these they, they will send you cards that just have specific scriptures based on healing mm-hmm. and things that you can proclaim. The Bible says that our tongues hold the power of life and death. Mm-hmm. What we speak over our lives and what we speak out is what manifest itself on our lives and you can I mean you call it superstition or you can call it like absolute spiritual you know warfare um but I believe that that's why I've said I've never had Mm -hmm. I don't claim to have MS because I wanted I never wanted to claim that over my life or title that over my life um or make that my identity my identity is Jesus and so knowing what his word says about you in your health is super important and proclaiming this. I used to take, there's like 52 cards I had at one season in my life and I'd literally read those out loud every single day, mm-hmm. like medicine for my body. So I would just say um, repetition in the word mm-hmm. and you know, getting with people who mm-hmm. are the same yeah. in that and want to help encourage you and keep you accountable because it's really hard. Yeah. You get tired and you just get kind of lazy and you don't want to do that. Yeah. But if you surround yourself with people who will daily go, hey, did you read this today? Hey, did you whatever? And yeah. I did that for a season. And then, you know, family would send me scriptures. Friends would send me scriptures. Mm-hmm. When I was in my darkest of times and I couldn't do it, right. they would do it for me. And so I at least was getting it and I was seeing it and I was hearing it and, mm-hmm. you know, and putting on, putting on podcasts and putting on, um, uh, podcasts that have to do with healing and, you know, anything that will wash your mind with yeah. truth is huge getting plugged into a local church Mm -hmm. getting with people who are like-minded and having pastors around you and people around you that can help disciple you and help you and just walk with you Mm -hmm. when you can't walk (laughs) you know when you physically can't even Mm -hmm. walk I mean it does wonders just to have people that care and want to pour into you and want to be there for you so that's true yeah and there's, you know, churches have care teams that will come and pray for you on they site. Do. You know, if you can't get out of a hospital bed or you're, you know, bedridden at home and can't get to a church, there's so many um, churches that have live streaming. That's right. Um, my, my pastors, I'll tell you this, my, my awesome pastors, I remember in 2012 when I was really in my darkest times, I was literally laying, like couldn't get up, couldn't open yeah. my eyes, like just deathbed type things. Mm-hmm. And they would call and my mm-hmm. husband would just put the phone up to my ear. I didn't have to say anything, and they would just pray over me. I love it. It's sweet. It's it's that's what people that's mm-hmm. people who are really walking with the Lord. Yeah. They will go out of their way to support you and love you and mm-hmm. care for you and help you get through those dark mm-hmm. times. And you have to let them help you get up yeah. enough to where you can start doing. You know, even if it's mm-hmm. just eating baby food, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. just anything to help you get out of those darkest times yeah. and raise you up. And I would say, just try to surround yourself and don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed to do that. Yeah. Like, don't feel like you're weak or 
feel like you're too weak to do that. You know, oh, I mm-hmm. look awful. I can't even put makeup on. I can't. Who yeah. cares? Right. Who cares? Nobody's like, judging. Nobody's judging. Go mm-hmm. get well. Get what you need. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're you know dying of cancer, what are you doing? You're running mm-hmm. for solutions. You mm-hmm. don't care what you look like. You're just like, give me anything. You know, I mean, just whatever. It's the same thing. I think that yeah. spiritually, we have to be willing to do that. It doesn't matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Just know that God wants you. Yeah. He wants you. So you just have to grab onto life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. no matter how scary or no matter how debilitated you are, mm-hmm. you have to just make a choice. Do what you can do, mm-hmm. not what you can't do. What you can't. <laughs> and there's always things that you can do, even if it right. seems infinitesimally That's right. small. Yes. But everything that you do is cumulative. That's right. So it could be That's cumulatively right. good for you or cumulatively toxic to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I'm encouraged. I love this. <laughs> Thank you. So we probably could come. chat forever and ever. But yeah. um, why don't you tell listeners who want to follow up and yeah. dive deeper and do the devotional, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. And we'll put all these resources um, yeah. in the show notes, so too. The links and stuff will be linked with this. But um, you can, uh, if you buy a book or if you want to buy a book, you can get them on Amazon.com. Easy. There, you just look up either the title or you can look at my name, Mandy Swartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do actually get a book, you have there's a nifty QR code here that you can get the um, YouTube channel. But if you don't get a book and you just want to watch the YouTubes, it's Perspective in the Midst of Pain mm-hmm. um, um, at YouTube. Um, and you can just subscribe and get updates and I'll be posting. I've got five days up there now. Um, Mm -hmm. We're working to get more, but it takes a little bit of time. Um, So -hmm. we're doing that. But then also I have email information in my book as well. You can email me. I like to talk with people. I I love being able to follow up with people and Mm -hmm. pray with them and know what they're going through. Not only does it encourage me, just because it increases my faith to hear other people's testimonies and what they're walking through, but also just to get to to walk with someone um, and you knowing that you can walk with someone who really believes. Right. Because it's one thing. I mean, I, I know there are a lot of people who will say, hey, I'm praying for you or, you know, whatever. And they're really not praying for you. Or you should really never say that if you right. have Don't no ever say that unless you are. Listen, way. there's so many people who have said that to me and I'm like, but are you really? Because I don't feel it. Uh-huh. You know, like, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So I just knowing that there's someone who understands the struggle, someone yeah. who understands what you're walking through. Um, the realness of it, the mm-hmm. rawness of it, and just yeah. the pain and the struggle in that. And um, I just love being able to be here for you and however I can help. So I think the first step would be just grabbing hold of a book or going to the YouTube channel. And then outside of that, I do have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't have a whole lot except for communicative type things. Yeah. But the real information would probably be YouTube or just grabbing a book. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think you are Thank living you. out your path. Like, I can honestly say, like, God is using your testimony to Thank help you. and reach other people. Like, Thank this you. was worth it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Obviously, and it wasn't easy and clean and pretty, but, you know, you're encouraging because it is real and raw and... We just thank you for being willing to share your story. Thank you for having me. I'm super honored. It's a blessing for the listeners as well. And I I do encourage you guys, grab a book, you know, connect with her on YouTube, reach out to her after you read it. I know she wants to hear, you know, how it touched and blessed your life and your story. And take her up on that. Just the fact that she's willing to offer her time and dedicate her efforts and resources to you is an amazing blessing to all of you. Thank you, Christy. Thank Thank you you. so much. Thank you. Okay, this has been another episode. 
episode of the Weird Works podcast. We gotta go because the sun is like gonna blind her if it moves any further across the window here. But from sunny Jacksonville, we wish you all well and good health naturally until next time. Thanks, y'all. Your health and how you feel on a daily basis directly impact your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We will help you reprogram your way of thinking and be on a plan that works for your body instead of against it. It is time to rewrite the false belief that health abnormalities are normal and that it just is what it is. You do not have to live with feeling less than 100%. We invite you to take a serious look at how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Is what you're doing working? Do you want to learn how to live a more holistic life that's still enjoyable and fun? The 90-10 lifestyle can be the bridge from subpar results to the vibrant and abundant lifestyle that you've been looking for. So click the link by this video so you can get started today. We truly, truly know that this program can change your life. We'll see you on the inside.